0: Welcome to a Thursday, August 4th episode of The Elephants in the Room.
1: Heck yeah, we're keeping on our schedule.
0: And we are at the beginning of the dog days of summer.
1: Yes, and uh, Max recently told me the genesis of this name, and I thought that he should share it with you all.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm uh, an astronomy nerd, and... uh, there are a bunch of cool um, uh, events that will be happening in the in the night sky in the month of August. Um, but anyways, uh, I was reading and I, I came across why it's called the Dog Days of Summer. And it is because um, the second brightest star in our sky, remember the first, the brightest star in our sky is the sun the sun okay. correct. <laughs> the sun <laughs> Nailed a trick it.
1: Question.
0: <sighs> um, but then the second is the dog star Sirius
1: yeah which I didn't know
0: and anyways this is the point of the year where um, Sirius is closest to the sun in the sky and it was an ancient tale that because of this it added extra heat extra oomph to the sun so that's the dog days of summer that when Sirius is closest to the sun in the sky it provides that extra heat that we all experience in August and into September and sometimes into October even
1: yeah so I thought that was interesting I didn't know that um also we are recording outside because it's beautiful in Arizona today but if you hear kind of a a background I don't know how to describe it. Noise? It's the cicadas. Cicadas?
0: Cicadas.
1: cicadas. But we're not 100% positive it's them, but pretty I'm sure. We're 100% Okay, Max is 100%, 100% positive.
0: We're 100% positive. This is a well known fact.
1: Okay, so if you hear that, that is just our new background music. And I for will the show. say
0: it's very cool when you drive around because the cicadas they don't make the noise constantly obviously it's an off on off on kind of thing and the cicadas in each little neighborhood um they're on different patterns so as you drive you can hear them it's like on off on off as you drive through residential areas and
1: they're so loud that not only can you hear them through your car as you're driving with or without music they are just like that loud
0: oh yeah it's just it's just a constant like the heat frankly
1: all right. Um, so but
0: anyway, speaking of speaking as of much Arizona,
1: as everyone wants to hear about bugs.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't they? Uh, well, let's hear something that was seems to be bug free, and that was the Arizona primary on Tuesday night. Um, a quick recap: Carrie Lake, the Trump endorsed candidate, won the Republican primary for governor. Blake Masters, the Trump endorsed candidate for the uh, Republican nomination for the United States Senate seat, won uh, the Republican primary. And Mark Fincham, who was the Trump-endorsed candidate for the attorney general position in uh, Arizona, um, the Trump-endorsed candidate, uh, won the Republican nomination there. So in uh, the biggest races, um, the Trump-endorsed candidate won. And uh, now it becomes the $64,000 question because this is as as purple as it gets. This is as, as, down, as down the middle as it kind of gets these days. Arizona is no longer... A Republican stronghold, it's definitely definitely purple. Both of our, both of our senators are Democrats. And um, and now we get to see if the Trump endorsed candidates can win the general. This is the test. The nomination, winning the nomination is not the test. When we had the news on, there were more than one people they interviewed. Why are you voting for so and so? Well, because Trump endorsed them a little disheartening to know that people just simply vote based on an endorsement from an out of from someone who lives out of state however um the, this is going to this is the true test of the Trump endorsement is going to be the general and a very hotly contested general for governor here and for senate um because we're trying to keep the governor's seat and we're trying to flip the senate seat Two very, very big asks. Very big asks. Um, And the only reason I bring this up is because um, I was deeply, deeply, deeply involved at a national level in the Tea Party 2010 movement shellacking whatever term you want to use for it. But I remember that. And I just want to say beware when national figures get involved in local primaries. Because generally speaking, if something national is if something local is going national, someone has an axe to grind somewhere. And that influences whether that person might be endorsing the best candidates for positions. And I'm not saying that the Trump-endorsed candidates are the worst candidates. I think in some cases they might be. I think we're probably going to be looking back at Pennsylvania and Georgia and going, wow, we ran Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker. Um, they should not be polling where they are. But they're polling where they are because they're flawed candidates. Um, luckily here we have Kerry Lake, who's, who's a local, Masters, who's mostly local, Fincham's local. So we're not going to run into that issue. Um, We're just going to run into the usual nonsense that Republicans have to deal with in any race, which is going to be a media that's going to be against them and is going to make up things um, and is going to twist their words. And I think that's really the the biggest risk that we have here. So I really I really don't think it's it's going to be that big of a deal as long as they campaign well. As long as they hit the streets, continue to shake hands, continue to continue to continue to campaign because there have been some candidates out there. J.D. Vance in Ohio, who people are saying is treating it like a book tour, not a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Not good. Not good. Um, so this is when it gets serious, though. And this is a serious thing that, yes, we want candidates who represent that core conservative, that Barry Goldwater conscience of a conservative um, type of uh of of thinking and philosophy those are the kind of people that we want to elect or at least the kind of people that i want to elect um to congress and at a federal and at a local level as well um but we also have to make sure that um they can win and i think that that's a pretty good way to pivot into what was really the main story from tuesday night which was kansas uh, when Kansas went to the ballot box and it was basically a yes/no: Do you want to keep the constitutional the, the the right to an abortion in Kansas? And sixty to forty, Kansas said yes. And, well, I mean, the question that it was the the same question that we asked ourselves yesterday when we were looking at the news, which was why did this happen? Right, this is Kansas. The uh, the governor is Democrat, so it's not red red it's not wyoming red red. it's not oklahoma red but it's pretty red and it's pretty christian and um the national review did a really good job of summing it up and ed morrissey at hotair.com um who is a very pro-life catholic did a good job of summing it up as well but i want to read the piece from national review um because it um It 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 makes the point that a lot of us on the pro life side, um, uh, have a hard time articulating. By all means, pro lifers should highlight the extremism of dem. This is from the National Review. It's called the Lessons of Kansas. By all means, pro lifers should highlight the extremism of Democrats who almost unanimously support unlimited taxpayer funding of elective abortion and effectively back a right to abortion through all nine months of pregnancy. They also need to defend a positive pro-life agenda that can garner sufficient public support. If they want to achieve lasting protections for the unborn, pro-lifers should know that more than 75% of Americans nationwide have consistently said they support an exception for abortions in the case of rape, which account for 1% or less of all abortions. Congressman Henry Hyde, one of the greatest pro-life statesmen, allowed this exception in 1993 in order to save his amendment prohibiting federal Medicaid funding of elective abortions that has saved hundreds of thousands of lives. That exception has been part of the federal budget ever since. The lesson then, as now, is that would have been a grave error to insist that no lives should be protected unless all lives are protected. And... That hits the nail on the head Because abortion is an issue Like every issue that has two pieces to it It has the legislative component And it has the morality component and the, mor- and the legislative component is What can we get past That further strengthens What we would ultimately like to see And as pro-lifers We would like to see a world without abortion But there's another side to the coin. And the other side of the coin is that an act has to take place in order for someone to get pregnant. And the best way to prevent abortion is not through legislation. It's not through legislation preventing it. The best way to prevent abortion is to educate people on the consequences of having unprotected sex because that's how you get pregnant
1: well yes it once again kind of goes into this um point that i'm always making when we argue about not argue discuss things (laughs) (laughs) is that argue the left is always wanting to try to solve symptoms instead of solving root problems correct you see it in the abortion issue it's like well someone's pregnant and they don't want to be so let's just kill it how about we just don't get pregnant in the first place how do we prevent that and it's kind of like what max was just saying Mm -hmm. and you can see this in the in the uh, gun control debate as well where they're like well we just need to get rid of guns because then we'll get rid of mass murderers well no because people are still having mental illness still having issues and root problems of why they went out and killed a bunch of people they didn't just the gun didn't go out and kill a bunch of people somebody Went out and killed a bunch of people.
0: I, I, that is that is one hundred percent correct. You know, folks, if you want to hear what one hundred percent distilled truth sounds like, it's what Katie just said right there. Because those are the one hundred percent correct analogies to make in this case. And gun control, you're right. This is exactly, it's, it's the, it's, it's, it's the gun control thing. Because Democrats think that they can legislate any evil away. They think that they can save you through government yep and i don't and 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 well of course there are people who believe that but the vast majority of americans and people know that there are things that you can't prevent life happens life happens The government's never going to prevent every bad thing from happening so signing all of your freedoms away to the government under the false promise that they're going to be able to save you from everything is a surefire way to lose your liberties very quickly and see absolutely nothing in return and i'd like to point to the 2020 coronavirus panic for that for for my evidence on that but but back to but back to your point this is an issue for us pro-lifers right because we do have to and this is the thing that we struggle with and and i think it's it's one of the things where i think we do have an opening on the pro-life side because this is because the national review states one thing or states everything correctly here but they point out correctly that democrats unanimously are in order to be a democrat these days you have to be for abortion at any point for any reason in the nine months there are some Democrats out there who believe that if that baby is born and the mother all of a sudden goes oh my gosh what did I do they should be able to terminate that child post-pregnancy right away right this is what Ralph Ralph Northam former governor of Virginia didn't bat an eye at that proposal didn't bat an eye at that proposal didn't think didn't 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 even push back on the idea of that happening This is something that is mainstream in the Democrat Party. They are, for lack of a better term, the extremists on this issue. But also, we have to realize that if we want to slowly help educate people on this issue and provide a positive message, it should be around how beautiful life is, how sacred life is. It should be a positive message. And my favorite laws around this are always the heartbeat laws. Listen. You came to us within a certain period of time. We'll allow you to have the abortion. However, you do have to have an ultrasound. And you have to understand that that thing has a heartbeat. That thing... That- yeah, well that that yeah, that well that's the that's how they think of it, right? That's how the left thinks of it. Mm-hmm. That's the language of the left. That thing. That thing has a heartbeat. And that thing is a human life. <laughs> it's a baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I should have said I'm going to use the language of the left in this term, but that's but that's how they 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 look at it. And that's why I I do love the fetal heartbeat laws, and I and I do love the laws that are you know g- generally speaking, rape, incest, life of the mother. Those are the three exceptions. I think we start there. We're going to be in a good place as as a, it's a positive, pro life, um, movement. Um. One thing that I do, did did um, did have to just just touch upon and. Uh, and laugh about is the establishment anger that always comes out when the trump endorsed candidates win and there is one line that i had to read and i should have brought it up earlier but i'm just seeing in my notes now and i think everyone would be disappointed in two things in not hearing the overly emotional reaction to their candidate losing number one but number two this man's name who says this um <coughs> Uh, This is uh, the Republican Maricopa County Supervisor. His name, no joke, is Bill Gates. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. (laughs) I think the only way back is by humiliation at the ballot box. And the problem is the Democrats aren't strong enough to do that. I think they are electable, which is frightening, Gates added. The election last night was a catastrophe for the Arizona Republican Party and I would argue our democracy.
1: Oh, there it is. There.
0: <laughs> democracy died because my candidate didn't win.
1: How you can how to spot a rhino? How did you how
0: did you spot how did you spot someone who has a absolutely illogical a purely emotional reaction to something that has a completely obvious answer. I also Sometimes just in think life you lose.
1: I also just think it's so funny when these conservatives freak out over other candidates who went in the primary. If you actually listen to the policies and thoughts that they have they're all the same that's correct they don't have difference that's correct. it's not like you know robeson wanted open borders and carrie lake wanted closed borders they right. both wanted closed borders right it's not like carrie lake supported the police and robeson didn't they both support the police right it's not like they one wanted lower taxes one wanted higher taxes they both want lower taxes we're on the same team the only thing we want to decide is who can beat the democrat that should always be our number one focus exactly who can beat the democrat that's it Back
0: back to my point of why national organizations and people need to stay out of primaries. Stay out of local primaries. Let the local people decide who is best to beat the Democrat who lives across the street from them. National figures, stay out of primaries. Stay out the Bushes. Stay out the Bushes. Jesse Jackson, right? Stay out the Bushes. I was
1: going to say, you're going to need to (laughs) explain that joke to people, I think. No, no. I'm, I'm sure gonna.
0: our listeners might get it. I'll look at okay.
1: By the way, this is something that Max and I will use uh, when we golf sometimes. Uh, when we, you know, hit a bad shot or something, we'll just yell at the ball stay out the bushes. You, you know, there's no bushes. The bushes. <laughs> just like stay on the fairway. Please don't go offline. <laughs> Did you find it?
0: Yeah, it's Jesse Jackson. This is uh, Jesse Jackson in in 2000, Democratic National Convention, reminding people to stay out the bushes.
1: And by that he meant don't vote for the bushes? Yes. Okay. Oh, this is classic. Oh, no one can hear that. You're going to have to put that (laughs) close. We're going to have to splice it. Stay out the bushes. <laughs> Stay out
0: the bushes. Keep hope alive. I love that line. Keep hope alive. Stay out the bushes. Uh,
1: it makes no sense, by the way. Well, it was... And it, you know what it always reminds me of? Um, for those of you who have been to San Francisco before or touristed there, that's where mm. I grew up. There was a uh, local legend who would be at... Uh, Fisherman's Wharf, who <laughs> would hold up some branches and then jump out at you, and he yes. like was basically like jumping out of the bushes at you, but like you could tell because like it wasn't a full bush. Mm-hmm. And it's, so every and then you had the
0: privilege <laughs> of paying him five dollars yeah.
1: every time we say get out, <laughs> stay out the bushes. All I could think of is that guy jumping out at tourists <laughs> ah, but that's obviously not what he meant.
0: It's not what what he meant. Our democracy is dead anyway, so who cares? Right,
1: so what does it even matter?
0: (laughs) What does it matter anyways? (laughs) Moving on. Um... I'm glad you brought up that point at the end about how we all agree on 95% of the same stuff because it's so true. And that's why I really, I I kind of detest primaries And this point. It's like, why do we have to drag ourselves down? Why do we be so negative towards each other? We all agree on the same things. Right.
1: The only thing you should be arguing about is why you think you can beat the Democrat. That's it. That's the only thing you should be arguing about. Everything else we all agree. The
0: only time you should primary someone in your own primary is if one, they've committed an egregious act of That was such a moral failing that they are not fit for public office. Or, number two, they literally side with the other party 90% of the time. Liz Cheney.
1: Wait, did she... Have they done their primary yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. We're definitely going to have to cover that when that happens. We're going to have
0: to cover that one. Um, All right. What are we going to move to? I was going to... I was going to move to monkeypox, but I kind of want to move to Brittany Griner. Okay. I think Brittany Griner is more interesting of a, of a topic. Um,
1: Give the people some background.
0: So this is the, the background. Uh, if you don't know, Brittany Griner, WNBA superstar, was arrested in Russia a few months ago because she had um, marijuana mm-hmm. vape canisters in her uh, carry-on luggage and uh, you up uh, marijuana uh, is illegal in Russia could you believe it could you imagine that in a country run by a Christian theocrat that uh, marijuana would be illegal but nevertheless Brittany Griner didn't uh, didn't know this or didn't care and anyways they caught her and she was arrested for essentially being a drug trafficker and she was going to be sent and she was sentenced today in russian court uh to nine years in jail now throughout her entire imprisonment there has obviously been a massive outcry from the wnba community the nba community the um um uh black female community because she's one of them of basically being like, hey, Joe Biden, get her out. Well, here's the issue with getting her out is that Russia has a really high asking price for her. And it's this guy named Victor Brute. And he was, at the height of his powers, the world's biggest arms dealer. (laughs)
1: Kinda different than some marijuana and playing re- basketball. Yeah,
0: this is a this is a little bit different than uh, you know bringing a, a one gram select cartridge of uh, Bubba Kush over the border. Okay, this isn't th- this is a little bit different. So, anyways, that's what Russia is asking, and there's um there's there's a there's another person that the uh, that they uh the, they want to get out. Of uh, uh, of uh, of Russia on our side, um, but anyways, it looks like that uh, that the Biden administration, uh, and we talked about this before, that Joe Biden has overruled the Department of Justice on this. The Department of Justice doesn't like to do prisoner transfers. Joe Biden says that this is this is worth it. This is worth it because I guess.
1: Are you allowed to do that?
0: He's allowed to do that as Commander in Chief. Yeah, he's allowed to do that as President of the United States. Um. And so and so that's and so that's the deal. So now so now we're waiting to see essentially is if
1: the administration is dumb enough to release a high profile criminal who has committed actual atrocities for someone who's dumb enough to bring marijuana into a foreign country and happens to play basketball. Yep. That about sums it up.
0: That is what sums it up. That is what sums it up. Uh, it, it, it's it's how, the how worst it's the absolute worst kind of identity politics that the Democrats are about to play here because you know Joe Biden's going to authorize the transfer and you know he's going to do it because he wants to show a victory to the core constitu- core constituency of Democrats that were told by the media which is black women he wants to score a win, bl- win for black women
1: Hey, look, I got one of us who was dumb enough to bring illegal drugs into a foreign country out. I am the greatest ever. What an accomplishment. I mean, how how is one dumb enough to not look up the laws like this is what's mind blowing to me, especially just I think, frankly, the I don't know what word you want to use elitism or some other word. Of why you think it's privilege. privilege. It's privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Thank privilege. you. She, doesn't, of, she of doesn't. Why you think it would be acceptable to bring that not just to a foreign country, but y- even within America, you shouldn't be doing that. It might be legal in California, but it's not legal in Oklahoma.
0: Well, she plays for the Phoenix Mercury here in our area. And let me tell you, marijuana is 100% recreational here. In okay, Arizona. but not
1: in every state.
0: And in California next to us. And
1: if you take your marijuana that you bought in Arizona and take it to a state where it's not legal, they can lock you up for that.
0: If you get, and ca- it's still a federal crime. If you get caught with it, you're probably not. You. It depends on whether you get officer friendly or not. I'll tell you that. You know, there's another guy being held in jail right now, David Barnes. He's been held in January in a Moscow since in a Moscow jail since January. Uh, he's gone over to Russia to try to get his kids back from his ex-wife who abducted them. Yeah, but his ex-wife's a Russian national so because he's trying to get his kids back, he's got a court order in the United States saying your, your, the kids are yours, this woman should be nowhere near him. everything. He's been illegally detained in Russia since then. Why, why hasn't Joe Biden been fighti- fighting to get this guy out of Russian jail? Why is he fighting why is he fighting to get a, a, a privileged athlete out? And not someone who's trying to get his family back. Not someone who's trying to get his kids back. Why is he doing this? This is the question that should be asked. This is 100% one of the questions that should be asked of Corinne Jean-Pierre. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the White House press secretary. The White House press secretary. For those of you who hopefully don't watch those briefings because oh, yeah. they're horrendous. I'm
0: listening need a laugh.
1: Oh, yeah. Just watch the Peter Juicy parts. Is that his name? Yeah.
0: Yep. I just simply do not understand the outrage over this, and 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 I, I do have to, I, I, and I have to bring up this because CNN, luckily though, did get to the bottom of this for us. And do you do you want to know why she uh, she got in trouble?
1: Didn't you just tell us because she brought marijuana into a foreign country where it's not? legal
0: well cnn did some investigative journalism oh wow they don't know how to do that though anchor and chief political correspondent dana bash claimed that the wnba's low
1: pay was a factor please explain (laughs) does it explain or is that are we just supposed to take i wonder
0: what your thoughts are And as you answer that, I just want to sort of inject one thing here, which is that the reason Brittany Griner and other women are in Russia playing basketball is because they don't get paid anywhere near what men get paid in the United
1: States. Oh. It's the wage gap. The wage gap is the reason she got arrested, not her own personal responsibility of looking up laws and not bringing things that are illegal. Yes, that is. Of course, makes a hundred percent sense in a Democrat's mind.
0: Yep. How? Oh, here is a Frederick Plaitgen. Bash asked, uh, "Let's get real. How much of this is because she's a six foot nine black lesbian American?"
1: <laughs> How did they respond to that?
0: <laughs> uh, well, I think it's probably because she uh, she was breaking the laws of the country that she was entering. <laughs> Uh, I wonder. I wonder why CNN is going is 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 needing, is shedding content. They've already gotten rid of CNN Plus. They're bringing the lowest revenue they've brought in forever. They've got this new guy up at the top, who, by the way, this Chris Licht guy. If you don't know, this is kind of media inside baseball. They keep promoting him as like, oh, he's going to turn around CNN. He's going to make CNN fair and balanced. He's going to wants to bring Republicans back in. This is the guy who is responsible for Morning Joe. He's responsible for the Late Show with Stephen Colbert on CBS. Not the not the Colbert Report on Comedy Central. The Late Show Stephen Colbert, right? The guy the guy who you turn it on and you want a late night laugh, Stephen Colbert, the guy who lectures you, tells poor people to go buy Teslas if they're unhappy paying for gas. That's the kind of that's the kind of morality Stephen Colbert preaches on his show. That's the kind of morality Chris Licht has, okay? This is an elitist liberal through and through who is going to push an aggressive, aggressive radical left-wing agenda on CNN like you've never seen before. You think CNN's bad now? Wait in three years. It's going to be full-blown misinformation day in and day out, possibly even Chinese propaganda at that point. But make no mistake about it. Wait until you see. If you think CNN's bad now, wait until you see. Mark my words.
1: So I didn't follow how we got to this point, but either way, I want to talk about this thing that you put in our show notes about the, this Michigan town and its library.
0: I think, I think we should end on this one.
1: Okay. Uh, please tell me more because, like, I don't want to ruin it by reading the notes, but um, please do tell our listeners about this. So
0: <laughs> I saw this online and I just thought I'd, I I put it in here because I wasn't sure if we would want to talk about it, but I guess we want to talk about it. It looks
1: hilarious.
0: This is in Jamestown Township in Michigan. And this is what started as a fight. This is from the, uh, the Michigan Bridge. What started as a fight over an LGBTQ-themed graphic novel may end in the closure of a West Michigan public library. Voters in Jamestown Township, a politically conservative community in Ottawa County, rejected renewal Tuesday of a millage that would support the Potmos Library. That vote guts the library's operating budget in 2023. Um, Without a millage, the library is likely to run out of money sometime late next year. I wasn't expecting anything like this, Larry Walton, library board president, said. On Tuesday, the library is the center of the community. For individuals to be short-sighted to close that down over opposing LGBTQ is very disappointing. (laughs) There have been protests at other Michigan public libraries and at school board meetings about books with LGBTQ themes, but Tuesday may be the first time a community voted, in effect, to close its library, rather than to have it remain open with books some consider to be indoctrinating children.
1: Okay, so to me, this is classic throwing out the water with the bath or whatever the saying is. (laughs) Throwing (laughs) out the water
0: with the bath.
1: What's the saying? Throwing out the baby
0: with the bath water. Yes,
1: thank you. It's that, and it's also where conservatives are misplaying their hand. Because if you try to ban a particular book, then you open the door for the left to do the same to us. And we want all perspectives in a public library and public libraries do more good than harm so if this is the way you want to go about it I just think there are other ways like I don't know personal responsibility and going with your kids to the library and seeing what they check out if they try to check out a book you don't agree with but tell them to put it back
0: well that's the issue the issue (laughs) is the issue is what should be available for you to be able to take out of a library And the great thing about a library is, is that you aren't forced to take anything out of it. You can walk into a library, you can browse, and you can walk out. And there is no penalty whatsoever if you do that. There is nothing bad that happens to you. Nothing bad will happen to you if you walk in and out of a library. And that's what I find so perplexing about this is that it's one thing when you see a school board or a kindergarten class or first or first grade class or, you know, young kids, a school board being like, no, like these kids are going to learn about trans, pan, demi, queer, this, that nonsense, furries animal stuff whatever whatever they have whatever they're thinking about whatever the the new issue is for the left these days and this isn't that this is just there were 9 books 9 books in the entire library that had lgbtq themes and this town voted 62% <laughs>
1: to defund the library to just
0: simply defund the library
1: see now why couldn't they come to a more reasonable conclusion like okay well we get nine books that say the opposite of that
0: this is our defund this is like (laughs) defund the police this is like what we have to deal with on the right is like sometimes we have to deal with our own defund the police movement and we've got to now deal with the anti-library crowd. We're already having low. a
1: hard time people reading books and just generally right? being intellectual, and now you want to get rid of the whole library because they have nine books you don't want. Get out of here! Come on. You want other things? First of what? all, I okay. This is just a joke, but why? Why don't you just go check out the nine books and burn them? I mean (laughs) and pay the fine. I mean like just never return them. Like I That's true, that's true. You could just go
0: out, you could check them out. It's probably most most libraries these days are no fine libraries as long as you bring them back and it's someone who just got out of library jail because he had a book (laughs) a little too long. I'm very happy about that. You could you could theoretically yes Like theoretically
1: just take all the books Never bring them back and send them a check and be done with
0: it. And be done with it. And that's it. That's all you would have <laughs> there to do. There's some
1: civil disobedience. How about you do that? <laughs>
0: but that's just... But this is my favorite quote. This is my favorite quote. And this is... This is... This is... <laughs> And this is why I have a hard time getting upset about really anything that gets passed by by direct democracy. Because this is why we shouldn't be a de- direct re- democracy. And this is why we're a republic. Most people said they voted to defund the library Tuesday. Said they didn't believe it would close.
1: What? What did you, you think, think was that? going to
0: happen <laughs> when you said you were going to pull the funding from the library?
1: <laughs> it was just magically going to keep going. What? What? what <laughs> <laughs> did you think defunding it would get I rid think, of the nine books I think the
0: best case for them needing a library is the fact <laughs> yeah. that they did not understand what they were reading they, the reading comprehension is so low in that town that they did not understand what they were doing hence the library the people who voted for no are the only people who know how to read <laughs> Uh, For those of you in Jefferson Township,
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that oh, that could be our new thing? Is that where they are,
0: Jamestown Township? Okay,
1: that's gonna be our new near, Real Linda.
0: Your <laughs>
1: For <laughs> those of you in what J- is it, Jamestown, Jamestown <laughs> James town Township, <laughs> Jamestown Township, <laughs> the town
0: without a library, the town that got rid of their, <laughs> the library no library, library. town. <laughs> 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 Oh, we have to edit on that. Nothing's, please nothing's, don't get fun your libraries. Listen, nothing's going to top listen. that. I hate the government. Please don't get rid of your libraries. <laughs> oh
1: and um, please go to your local library because they're the best.
0: Oh, yes. Please support your local library.
1: <laughs> okay. See y'all on Sunday. It's Sunday.